Hey, this is Greg Barron. You're having the honor of hearing me on PF Tape Recorder. But really, just the show's fine. It doesn't need me at all. Hello there, I'm PF, this is my tape recorder. Coming up, Megan Bashwinner from the hit podcast, Welcome to Night Vale. Cecil Baldwin Live is worth the price of admission. He is, puts on such an incredible show. And whether you have seen, uh, listened to every podcast uh, in our in Welcome to Night Vale uh, channel, or if you have listened to no podcast that we've done before, you'll still find it entertaining just because it's a good show that is uh, serious as well as comedic uh, and performed really really well by Cecil as well as our other guest stars that we will have with us. We'll hear more from Megan in just a bit. Fascinating talk. They're taking Night Vale out on the road for some live performances. We'll talk about that and how the podcast got started and all that fun stuff. First, for the dumb bit, uh, you may know if you've listened to the show for a long time, we did a parody of Welcome to Night Vale about two years ago. It was called Welcome to Facebook, although it is more accurately a parody of Facebook, uh, not so much a parody of Welcome to Night Vale. But we'll listen to that first as our dumb bit before we get to our interview with Megan Bashwinner. An itch you can't scratch, a smell you can't sniff. Welcome to Facebook. Joan posts, I'm continuing to train for my first 5K. It's going to feel great crossing that off my bucket list. Ted Ernst comments, Good luck, Joan. Becky Tawanda comments, I ran my first 5K in Desert Bluffs back in June. I almost didn't make it back. I finished with an awesome time. But I almost didn't make it back. Anara Snell comments, You can do it, Joan. Old Woman Josie posts, I lost 150 pounds on the Akai Berry Diet, and you can too. Because you ironically like Fox News, the American Enterprise Institute, and John Stossel's mustache fan page, Facebook also recommends the Mitt Romney page. You should like the Mitt Romney page. A meme with actor Gene Wilder, as Willy Wonka says, Tell me again how you pay for groceries with food stamps, but have an iPhone? Eric Stornacker comments, Why do all poor people have iPhones? I don't have an iPhone. Dirk Westenberg comments, These people on food stamps should not have iPhones. Why isn't the liberal media reporting this? Joan posts to old woman Josie's wall, Josie, I think your account has been hacked. Possibly by angels. Possibly by gremlins. Edgar Muria posts, To all my FB friends, I want to stay privately connected with you. However, with the recent changes in FB, the public can now see activities in any wall. This happens when our friends hit like or comment. Automatically, 
their friends see our posts too. Unfortunately, we cannot change this setting by ourselves because Facebook has configured it this way. So, I need your help. Only you can do this for me. Please place your mouse over my name above. Do not click. A window will appear. Now move the mouse onto Friends, also without clicking. Then down to Settings, click here, and a list will appear. Remove the check on comments and likes by clicking on it. By doing this, my activity amongst my friends and my family will no longer become public. Many thanks. Paste this on your wall so your contacts can follow suit. That is, if you care about your privacy. Robert Ulrichson comments, Edgar, this will only keep your friends from seeing your stuff. Cynthia Harnsfeld comments, Done. Scott Walnocker comments, Done. John Fornessy comments, Thanks for posting this. Done. Rob Ulrichson comments, This doesn't work. Here's a link from a social media expert explaining why. Debbie Ornsdale comments, Done. Pete Norsash comments, I had no idea. Done. Clem Stratensfierstein posts, Members of Congress get lifetime pay. See the link below. Like if you think this is outrageous. Debbie Ornsdale comments, Why don't we get lifetime pay? Rob Ulrichson comments, This is another internet rumor. Here is a link to an Urban Legends website debunking it. Edgar Muria comments, It's time to fire all of those people in Washington. Robin Smitherick comments, No wonder we are so far in debt. This is where we should start cutting the budget. Ross Bagdadalorian comments, I am going to find out who my congressman is and write them. Jeff Rebus posts, I love when people post videos on Facebook. I do not like Tumblr. Facebook is so much better than Tumblr. I don't understand Tumblr at all. Old Woman Josie posts, Friends, my account was hacked. I did not lose 150 pounds on the Akai Berry diet. I only weigh 140 pounds. If I lost 150 pounds, I would not only disappear, but quite likely would be swallowed up into an alternate universe. Stay tuned next for Reason Debate, Nostalgia, and inspiring quotes which may or may not have come from famous people. Good night, Facebook. Good night. This episode of PF's Tape Recorder is brought to you by Home Shirts Cleveland. For all of your Northeast Ohio vintage t-shirt needs, visit homeshirts.com forward slash Cleveland. You'll also find links to the original Cincy Shirts site, as well as Home Shirts Indianapolis, with more cities to come. That's homeshirts.com forward slash Cleveland. Now, on with the show. (laughs) 
Megan Bashwinner is a cast member of the hit podcast, Welcome to Night Vale. She plays Deb on the podcast. She's also married to one of the show's creators. Here now is our interview with Megan Bashwinner. PS Tape Recorder, it's Meg Bashweiner from the Hit Podcast. Welcome to Nightville. Meg, how you doing? I'm good. I'm gonna tell you that my last name is pronounced Bashwinner. Dope. I you know for posterity I, purposes. <laughs> I had I had two choices and I I just guessed I should have asked you before I even did the intro. So no, I'm I'm pretty confident in this one. Yeah. Oh well. Sorry <laughs> yeah, about well that. it's how it's spelled. So that, you know, you yeah, gotta, that's, you know, that's, if that's, I wanna pronounce correctly, I should add that extra N. That, <laughs> so Okay, um, welcome to Night Vale. How long have you been involved with the podcast? I've listened to it almost from the start, uh, sporadically, unfortunately, but I do dip in every now and then. Um, when did you join the show? Um, I've been uh, working with the show from the beginning. Okay. Uh, Joseph Fink, who is uh, my husband, in at the, uh, at the, the inception of this, just out of uh, proximity, I suppose. Uh, uh, when he started creating the podcast, he needed someone to do the the show, and uh, he had an actress who sounded like a lady who was working in his house, so he, uh, he I guess I got the, the job by default there, um, and then I started hosting the live shows when we started doing the live shows, so we did our first live show in New York City, um, and it was a small event for about 100 people, and that's when I started and have been with it ever since, oh, cool. and uh, they started, I started performing on the show as in the role of Deb uh, when we did our uh, first live show. Um, back in January of 2000, and our first uh, touring live show back in January of 2014. Okay. Um, so, you, so Joseph Fink says your husband. You cut out at the beginning of your explanation. I I missed that. Yes. Okay. Joseph Fink is my husband. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, when the podcast started, he wasn't my husband, but he's my husband. Oh, okay. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. So, but did you know him when he started the podcast, or did you meet him after he started the podcast? I, d- I knew him when uh, he started the podcast. Okay, we had been uh, we had been dating since. Okay, so uh, what was the the uh, you know did you were you there kind of at the at the beginning I guess in the creation of the podcast did he run stuff by you and say I've got this idea for this podcast or did one day just kind of it come out you know full form and say hey I've got this thing now what do you think of it? Uh, I think was running the idea. Uh, we were both writers working together. Um, writing so uh, this was something that he said he had an idea for and he wrote and he said I have a good feeling about this one and that was and then that became my fail so I guess he was right so had you done any podcasting before I had not done any podcasting before no had he um, had he no no okay he, it was a big a big fan thing um, and uh, and wanted to write one that sounded different than any other podcast that he had heard before. Okay. So that was what him and Jeffrey set out to do. So before we get to your background, what was he doing before he started the podcast? Uh, he's been a writer. Uh, the, he had recently been uh, laid off from his kind of day jobby day job, um, and so was able to have some time to put this together, but has been a, a writer since he was you know, learned how to write as a kid. Okay. Um, and had uh, commonplace books with his independent uh, publishing company that he had. So he would put together books uh, with writing contributions from his friends and uh, other writers that we knew in our community in New York. Okay. Um, yeah. 
So, and so is your background in theater, or is it uh, broadcasting, or what? where do you come from? Uh, my background is theater uh, writing and performance. So I was a, I studied theater at UMass Amherst, and uh, okay. then after I graduated, moved to New York City to work there, and uh, I met Joseph and Jeffrey and Cecil working for uh, the theater company, the New York Neo Futurist. Okay. I was going to ask you about that, too, and you're, you're still part of that now. Oh, yes. Currently, I'm writing plays for this week's show. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. And uh, so yeah. explain to folks how, how that works. It's, it's doesn't, it looks like it's improv troupe, but I was looking at the website. It's kind of like this. It's probably not quite what it is. Maybe you can explain in better detail. It actually it, it touches a lot of different uh, styles of performance and, uh, and genres. So it is a show that is 30 original plays in 60 minutes. We work on a timer. Uh, and the plays, we write new plays every week um, for the show. We write uh, between two new plays to 12 new plays a week um, and switch out. So the menu is always changing. Our, our, our list of plays is always changing. Um, and uh, it touches in different aesthetics. It is some, some things are improv. We really don't do too much improv, but we definitely pull from uh, that, the dynamic of things happening in the moment. Um, some of the, the short plays are dance pieces. Some of them are storytelling-based. Some of them are more like experimental theater. Um, some of them are more like stand-up comedy. So they really are pulling from a bunch of different genres to create a cohesive 60-minute show that is varied and diverse as far as content uh, goes. And it, we also uh, pull a lot from what's happening in the world right now. We try to think of our show as a living newspaper. So there are the, a bit of current events and opinion in the show. Um, and we hold, uh, our aesthetic that we hold true to is that we don't play characters. So we always are who we are. We always are where we are and we are always doing what we are doing. So we don't try to suspend the audience's disbelief. I always play Meg, uh, and the audience is always known to be in the room with us experiencing the same thing that we are. Oh, wow. And so if anything yeah. pops into your head, you can do it improv style, but it's mostly, it's, you're faithful to the script. Oh, yeah, we're pretty scripted. Uh, we sometimes create moments in the show for uh, for an answer just to keep things new. So, uh, you know, we might have something where they ask me every night what I did today, and I would answer honestly about what I did today. So there are moments for um, improvisation there that we that we script in, but a lot of it is a, a very scripted show. Um, each, each play has its own script. Whether something uh, improv happens in that script or not, it definitely comes from a scripted place. And uh, now you get to hit the road for a couple of months, I guess, with uh, Nightfall. How do you guys bring that to the stage? Is it is it like a, a dry read, or is there uh, more theatrics to it? What can folks expect that are fans of the podcast? Um, it's a great show. Uh, I will say that it is a. Uh, what they can expect is that you will have uh, some performers. Uh, Cecil Baldwin is uh, you know he plays the role of Cecil Palmer on the show, and he kind of uh, runs runs the show. He uh, brings in different guest stars and things like that. Uh, it is, uh, we, we are reading from a script. It is very much like radio theater. Um, uh, but, uh, it is something that is dynamic to watch just because the performers are, uh, really just so incredibly talented. Seeing Cecil Baldwin live is worth the price of admission. He is, puts on such an incredible show. And whether you have seen, uh, listened to every podcast, uh, in our, in the Welcome to Night Vale, uh, channel, or if you have listened to no podcast, that we've done before, you'll still find it entertaining just because it's a show that is uh, serious as well as comedic uh, and performed really, really well by Cecil as well as our other guest stars that we will have with us. Um, yeah, so it's a, the, the script is currently being written right now, so that's very exciting. 
Um, so the Joseph and Jeffrey are at it right now, and uh, then we'll go into rehearsals for it and get ready to go on the road. So we, uh, we, our first stop is in Boston on April 2nd, and then we'll be making our way to Cincinnati on April 10th. So that's very exciting. Uh, we love Cincinnati. We're happy to be back there. Yeah, well, uh, a lot of big radio fans in this town. It's probably why the podcast does so well here, I imagine. In fact, I should mention, I teach a podcasting class for young people, and uh, they are usually huge fans of Nightvale. That's one of the ones that they uh, tend to... So if you ever listen to podcasts, and they say, yeah, and I ask, and then usually there's a couple that say, uh, welcome to Nightvale. So it, it crosses, oh, ge- crosses generations, yeah. And um, I should also mention that, I don't know if your publicist mentioned this to you, but uh, we did a parody of Welcome to Night Vale on my podcast about a year and a half ago, although it was actually more accurately a parody of Facebook. It was just kind of <laughs> welded to the Night Vale format is what it became. So uh, I sent him a link oh, to that. Great. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of fun to do that. Um, it's on SoundCloud. I think if you look Welcome to Facebook, SoundCloud, it should come up. Um, I hope. I hope it's not a that it would do that. So um, as far as the character of Deb, how did you... Uh, was who helped develop? Did you guys kind of co-develop the character? Did, did Joe come to you and say, hey, "I need a woman who's like this"? And this is because she's described as what a, a veil of haze or something like that, which I still don't quite. She is a, yeah, she is a sentient patch of haze. Um, but yeah, no, they just they. Uh, I was with the the touring show as the MC of the show. Um, I start up the show and do a little bit at the top of the show to get the audience warmed up. Uh, and so they were like, "If we're going to have you on the road, we should give you something else to do." <laughs> so, okay. Uh, so. They wrote this piece, uh, they wrote Deb for me as a to, uh, spokesperson to do some ads during the show. Um, and yeah, they, uh, they, yeah, they just, they, they wrote a very, very funny script. Um, and I was, uh, thought I would do a funny accent with it. Yeah. And, uh, and that's kind of how Deb came to be. Um, you, the way we kind of develop characters in Welcome to Night Vale is, uh, especially ones that are performed by guest stars, is that just when Jeffrey writes them. And then uh, the actor kind of brings the, their uh, their presence to it and their interpretation of it, and together we kind of form a, uh, a dynamic character. So um, yeah, I know that Cecil has done a lot of the character work for the role of Cecil, um, based on what Joseph and Jeffrey have given him on the page, but uh, also so much more from what he has been able to create um, with the delivery of the lines um, and uh, and the, his interactions and experiences with other characters. So yeah, so the Joseph and Jeffrey write a character, and then the actors bring it to life. I guess is what I will say about that. So, um, so did you have something in your uh, in your repertoire that inspired Deb, or did it just kind of on the spot? You just kind of hit it. They gave you the script, and just it kind of popped out. Uh, yeah, they gave me the script, and I was able to kind of see, uh, inferring from what they were writing there, that this is a someone who is a polite person who was doing their job, but also did not really care very much for humans or really feel that they affect her life in any way. Um, so from that, I kind of thought Midwestern accent is always good because it is very much that polite kind yeah. of thing, because uh, it's sort of a nondescript Midwestern accent. Um, and uh, and then just, yeah, downright politeness, uh, but have it kind of be undercut by evilness deeply inside, or at least apathy towards the human race. It, uh, it sounds actually more like an upper Midwest accent because um, out in these parts, well, Cincinnati's kind of closer to the south, so it doesn't really count, but I'm from Cleveland, and we have a much twangier Midwestern accent, as do our friends over in Chicago. Uh, but yeah, it sounds much more Minnesota, but like you said, yeah, it embodies that kind of politeness, the that almost uh, Lake Wobegon-esque uh, type of feel to it, um, which is kind of odd for a town that's supposed to be in the southwest of the United States there in, in Nightville, but I guess it kind of brings you know, uh, familiarity to everybody that kind of listens to public radio and stuff. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, 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 those of the sentient patch of haze uh, know no location geographically, in, in my understanding of it. Okay. Um, <laughs> and are you free to make changes on the script or to add things if you feel like it, or is Joe pretty tight with it and say, you know, it's, it's got to be like this, this is the vision I have? Um, yeah, I mean, if we are reading through it and something feels like a you know a word choice here or there needs to change to make something uh, more understandable or uh, more interesting, we'll do that. But for the most part, uh, we really try to, to stick to the script. Uh, yeah, they they are really really talented writers, so we really just try to do justice to the to the work. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, little things here and there we change, but it's never really anything serious. Um, I mean, they are open to edits. Uh, I know that Cecil, uh, after he reads through the show a couple times, he does the bulk of the performing, so he will, you know, let them know about certain things here and there, certain things that sound weird or feel weird, and they will, uh, you know, look at it and, and change it up if need be. Um, but yeah, really, it is like it is very much their script, and we very much just just read the words and hit our mark and, and try to do justice to it. And does the uh, the tour, um curious, did the tour help fund the podcast? Is that one of the reasons it would go out on the road, or was it just a, did it seem like a fun thing to do since you guys, you know, have a background in live theater? Yeah, we are we are live theater makers, uh, so that is that is what we do. So we, we try to do that. We also uh, love uh, to, to find the Nightingale communities out in the world. Uh, we love to provide a, a experience for people who maybe don't actually know each other or know each other even exist. They spend their experience of each other is mostly on the internet. So it provides a, a place that they can come together and see the show. Um, we like performing the live shows. It also is something that is ticketed because we do keep Welcome to Night Vale ad-free and, uh, and and free across all, all, all platforms. So it does actually help uh, pay us actors <laughs> to go out and do stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, so that that is something that is it is a, a, a profit for us, um, and it's something we very much enjoy doing. We like to go to all these different cities. We especially like to go to smaller cities um, and uh, get to meet the fans there and uh, and perform for those places. And are you uh, all radio fans or fans of public radio, or anyone in the crew? You know, lean one way more toward the other about being fans of radio, or is this was just a seemed like a good format on which to, you know, base this, the, the podcast on. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I'm a big fan of public radio. I know that Jeffrey, uh, Jeffrey Craner is a huge fan of radio and grew up listening to a lot of radio uh, and uh, and it, it draws inspiration from that. Uh, Joseph as well is a big fan of radio. Um, yeah, we uh, enjoy radio. We also, uh, you know, really enjoy podcasting. So being in that world and it's uh, kind of new new medium for um spoken fictional performance um so yeah and the the pulling on the public radio format it's a format that a lot of people know and can relate to um and there's lots of room for parody within that um so it's it's a good kind of uh base uh from which to create just because it has so much common knowledge um yeah we yeah we we all like radio i love uh, i'm I'm a big npr listener uh i listen to wnyc that's kind of my local npr yeah, I um I download on the media uh, their podcast. They used to actually play it here on the public station, and then uh, they took it off, and then now we get it as a podcast. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, uh, highly recommended yeah. by the way to my listeners out there. Anyway, um, what do you <laughs> what do you owe the continued popularity of Night Vale too? Because it still is usually one or two as far as most downloaded podcast of the week if you look on your iTunes chart. 
Um, yeah, it's it's super exciting. I mean, the, the, they also they put the episodes come out pretty consistently. Uh, once you know, every fifteen days, you get a new one. So I think that's great that we can uh, we have something that we know is going to keep coming out. Uh, also, there's a new podcast coming out from Night Gale Presents, which is our new podcasting network. Um, but the new podcast that's coming out, it comes out actually, I think it comes out tomorrow. Um, and it's called Alice Isn't Dead. And it's, I've got to listen to it and it is so, so spooky and creepy. Um, it's really, really beautifully performed by Jessica Nicole. Um, and the music and production is done by Disparition, who does the music for Welcome to Night Vale. And it is such a cool sounding show and also just a deeply scary show. Um, that's really exciting. Uh, for me to to get to to actually listen to straight up horror as a podcast, um, and it's uh, beautifully written, and and it does have some humor to it. You know, as any good piece of writing, it's going to be uh, have humor as well as lots of dark and deep moments. But it really, it's a really cool show um, that we're really excited to present. So that'll actually launch uh, tomorrow on iTunes. Oh wow! So, so is this a, a spinoff of Night Vale at all? Because the name Alice sounds familiar in Night Vale parlance, but I'm not. It's uh, it's not a spinoff. It is an okay. entirely new, entirely new world being built right now. Um, so yeah, it is uh, performed by Jessica Nicole, who plays uh, she plays the Mayor Dana Cardinal on the, on Night Vale. Oh, okay, um, and she'll be playing a new role on um, Alice Isn't Dead. I see. Okay, well, quite exciting for uh, Night Vale fans. How about that? Um, yeah, we're really looking forward to it. And, yeah, and it's, I think uh, yeah, Night Vale fans and maybe new fans who are looking for more of a horror. Uh, podcast, as well as uh, you know the great writing and performances that they've come to expect from Nightfall products. So. Yeah, that's now you think about it. Like horror is not really a genre that's you know gotten really its own. Pod- I mean, sure, there's our horror podcast certainly, but you know it doesn't seem music's popular topic, comedy, of course, current events. But uh, it looks like you guys may have hit in uh, the sweet spot there that people haven't quite gotten to yet. Yeah, I mean, uh, Joseph um, and, and Jeffrey are, are fiction writers, um, so that is where they fit in the in the podcasting world is the the fictional market, um, and yeah, and kind of the weird fictional market. Yes. <laughs> Indeed. Well, terrific. Well, appreciate you taking the time today, Meg. This was awesome, and uh, we look forward to seeing you here in Cincinnati in April, and other folks across the country. We'll link to the tour dates from our site. Yeah, we're, everybody can we're so out. excited to get out to Cincinnati and oh. everywhere. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Okay, well, thanks. Continued success with Night Vale and uh, with everything else. Thanks, you too. Thanks, Bye. Bye. Thanks again to Megan Bashwinner for being on the show. Welcome to Night Vale can be found at welcometonightvale.com, all one word. You can also find it, of course, in iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts. Now, as for their uh, road tour, they are going on tour starting April 2nd in Baston at the uh, Orpheum Theater. Then they just roll on through the country. You can go to Welcome to Night Vale's website and just click on the Live Events tab, and that'll tell you where they're going to be in your neck of the woods. So uh, that's pretty cool. Um, interesting to see a podcast on live. We've done one live episode, turned out pretty good, at the uh, Bruhaha Comedy Fest two years ago. And maybe we'll do another one again uh, at the next Bruhaha, or maybe we'll, I'll do a live one somewhere else. It's actually kind of fun. I should be doing more of those probably. So I'm going to skip the credits this week. I'm in, the, I'm in between teaching podcasting classes to the young people. I'm trying to knock out this week's episode. So we'll just jump right to the song of the week. It is uh, Tig's the Author featuring Lady Leisure. I don't know anything about Lady Leisure. I looked up Tiggs, the author. He actually is from uh, Tanzania, but he grew up in London, 
And uh, I would guess he was Jamaican because his, uh, this track sounds a little, a little mix of reggae. It uh, uses little samples, kind of like old-sounding records, which I like a lot when people do that. Uh, you know, Liza Doolittle did that on her record a couple of years ago, and other people have done that. And I, I, I dig that. And uh, this song is called Run. Very catchy. Um, there's a remix version of it. And I, it took me a while to find it. Uh, the original version I didn't like as much, but I like this one. Uh, it's got more samples in it and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Uh, this is our song of the week. Tig's the author featuring Lady Leisure. Run. PF Tape Recorder. So long and thanks for listening. I ran away from fighting. But they made me stronger. You can call me pussy. Pussy is power. Every time I let loose. I'm sorry, Miss Officer. Don't take me to the station. Run, 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 run. Incredible, incredible.